Praise the Lord. Glory to God. How many are thankful for the word? You know, whatever you're facing in life, the word has your answers. It does. It doesn't tell us specifics. It doesn't tell you what street you're supposed to live on. It doesn't tell you which job you are supposed to take. But it gives us the principles and the guidelines we need to navigate through life. And the more we become familiar with what the Word says, the easier it is to navigate life. The easier it is to uh, not just intersect, but get on the path that God has for our lives and to stay there. Yes. And, and to not veer off and not wander around and wonder. I wonder if this is God's plan. I wonder if this is God's But um, in order to do those things, we, we have to be able to think right. We have to be able to, to uh, discern his presence and his spirit. So we want to just spend some time today looking in the word, looking at what God has for us. And... Um, I'll remind us, I, I ministered a couple week, weekends ago about um, freedom. Yeah. And um, although we're, we're not necessarily re-preaching that message, uh, everything God has for us is in the Word. Everything, every subject that is in there in the Word, it's to help us gain and walk in more freedom yes, in Him Amen. than we've had before. Uh, everything that Jesus died for and paid for, he's provided for us. But it takes our skill and knowledge to actually access what he's paid for, what he's done. And um, if you would, just pull up Galatians 5 verse 1. That's where we ended a, a couple weeks ago. We'll just look at that verse real quick. Father, we're grateful today for your word. We're thankful for your spirit and your help today as you direct us on exactly what to minister and how to minister. We're thankful for it today. We're thankful for your help and your direction in Jesus' name. Amen. Galatians 5 verse 1 says, For freedom Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. Amen. Now, this could be confusing if you look at it. I mean, because so many people think, well, if Jesus set us free, then we're free. That's the end of it. But this verse alludes to the fact that that's not the end of it. For freedom... Christ has set us free. In other words, Christ paid a price for us so that we could have, attain, walk in freedom. Right? For freedom, Christ has set us free. According to Christ, what he did, we've been set free. But how many know, uh, I don't know about, well, I won't talk about you, I'll talk about me. I've walked in Today I walk in greater degrees of freedom, let's say it that way, than I have in the past. I got saved uh, when I was 18 years old. It's a while while ago. 
<laughs> and um, although I was thankful and I knew that I had been born again and that my life had changed to a degree, uh, looking back at that time in my life to now, I've learned so much. There's so much more freedom that I walk in. And so to think that, okay, I got, I got born again, I went to church for a few years, and now I'm good. Uh, that's never our story, right? We, we're, we're continually showing up. We're continually learning from the, the, the word and, and from the, the people around us. We're continually progressing in the things of God. Why? Because there's more and more levels of God. Right. Or you could say it this way, there's more freedom to walk in yes. and to live in. And, and so in Galatians, Paul said, stand firm, therefore. In other words, uh, Christ made this available, but we have to take a stand and, and uh, decide, I am not going to submit to what I used to submit to. What's that? Anything the enemy tried to bind you with. Any, any uh, box the enemy tried to put you in, mentally, physically, uh, we just heard about Deuteronomy 8, financially, uh, God has made provision available. He's given us, according to the covenant, power to obtain wealth. That's right. Why? To, for him to establish his covenant so that we can uh, use that wealth for the things of God. He's made that available. But we have to stand firm in what the word says and say, wait, wait a minute, that means that uh, I don't have to submit again. I don't have to go back into a level of lack and, and, and uh, poverty that I used to live in. Right. Right. Uh, and, and it takes a measure of, oh, I'm going to use the F word in church, faith. Yes. Faith. Yes. It takes a, a measure of knowing what the word says and standing firm, or another phrase the Bible likes to use, holding fast. Yes. <clears throat> holding yes. fast to what God said belongs to us. So that we don't uh, submit again to the way we used to live, the way we used to think, what we used to do. Right. So this verse shows me that, number one, I need to know that I've been set free. And I need to know all that that pertains. You know, all that is included in that freedom. Right? There's different areas in which... He has set us free. I need to know that he set me free. Then I also need to be able to hold on to or stand firm, hold fast to that which he's done for me. Yes. And if I don't, I'm going to be subject to the end of that verse. If I don't hold fast, if I'm not standing firm on something, I'm probably submitting again to bondage, mm -hmm. slavery. Praise the Lord. 
submitting to that. So that's why we, in every subject that we look at in the Word, it's, it's to give us this foundation that we can walk out of here and actually have what God, know what God says about this situation so that I can talk to that situation when, when the enemy tries to tell me things aren't working out for you. Things aren't, things aren't going to ever change. Things aren't going to you know, look any better. I need to know what the Word of God says so I have something to agree with, something to say. That's how we stand firm. We stand firm or hold fast with our words. With our words. When situations come up, we need to know what to say. Um, so we said all that, praise the Lord, to get to the verse I want to look at today, and that is in 2 Timothy chapter 1. Praise the Lord, 2 Timothy chapter 1. We're going to look at verse 6. Which says, For this reason I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. Verse 7, For God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. Yes. God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. Uh, self-control, actually in other translations, I, why don't you pull this up in the Amplified? Because it gives us, that word self-control can be translated a couple different ways. And uh, it's a little easier to see in the Amplified. For God did not give us a spirit of timidity, of cowardice, oh, of craven and cringing and fawning fear. Wow, sometimes we don't need to have the, all the descriptors there, the adjectives. But he has given us a spirit of power and of love and of a calm and well-balanced mind and disciplined and self-control. Wow. God has given us a calm and well-balanced mind. Yes. Disciplined. And having self-control. Amen. Our mind. Amen. Our mind. That's one of the things that Jesus paid for when he redeemed us. When he, that means when he went to the cross and paid the price, when his blood was shed for us, one of the things that he paid for was our, if I could say it this way, our mental health. Amen. Yes. Amen. 
our mental stability. A sound, disciplined, well-balanced mind. Yes. That's something he paid for. That's something that we can walk in freedom from torments and, and issues of the enemy. That, how many understand the enemy has only one way to, uh, to hound you and bother you? And that's through the thoughts that he brings yes. to your mind. Yes. You might say, no, it's all these people. No, 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 no. Uh, he'll use other people, yes, to stir things up. But it's the, it's the thoughts that come to your mind. If, if your mind in, in any situation can stay well balanced, what do I mean? If your mind can think on what God said in spite of what you're seeing in this natural world that seems to be blowing up in front of you, right? If your mind can turn and say, I know what I'm seeing, but God has said otherwise. This is what God says. That's what we mean when, we, when Galatians 5.1 said we need to, you know, stand firm. That's right. Or you'll submit again to that yoke of You'll go back to the way you need to be able to stand firm in what God said. That is having a well-balanced mind. Yes. When things come up in your life or thoughts come to you that this is not going to work out or this, this, this never goes the right direction. <laughs> Maybe it's just me that has those thoughts, right? When you see the same pattern going over and over in your, in your life and, and the thought comes, it's never going to get better. You've got to be able to realize, wait a minute, God said I can walk in freedom here. God said that he has plans to prosper me. God says that he wants me to live in, in the best way of life. Whatever it is that is coming against you, you need to know what God has said about your life and be able to stand firm by using your mouth. Your mind has to be able to kick out what the enemy is saying yes. and walk with what and, and speak what God has said. Amen. Right. Amen. This is the, the power that he's given us to, to have a well-balanced mind. Yes. I like that phrase. Well balanced. Every one of us in the room has mind situations. Has, has, if we could say this, every one of us is going to have to deal with yes. our thinking. Yeah. What we think, how we think, who we think about. When we think, right? There's a time to think. I'm thankful for my mind. We're supposed to use it. You girls go to school, you're supposed to use your mind. You go to school, you're supposed to use your mind. You're supposed to use your mind, right? But in the middle of the night, when you wake up and your mind is going over every situation, 
that could go wrong in your life or is at this moment going wrong, that's not the time to be using your mind. No. So we need to know, we need to have the balance, right? When is it time to uh, think this thing through, whatever the situation is? And when is it time to say, wait a minute, everything I'm thinking about is causing me to worry and to be in fear and uh, to get anxious? And we need to be able to recognize these things and say, no, 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 no. That's not the time to be. That's not the way my mind is. That's not well balanced. That's right. That's not the time to be thinking this through. Now's the time to be standing firm in what we know the word says. Now's the time to be speaking what God says about this situation. That's right. yes. Amen. And there's, there's a big difference. And we need to learn if we're going to be... If we're going to walk in all the freedom yeah. that, that Jesus has paid for and made available for us, yes. we're, we're going to be in a continual process of making sure our mind is well balanced. This is not, uh, I understand there's, there's uh, psychologists, psychiatrists, whatever, people that help people with their mind. I understand that. Um, that's not this. This is being able to recognize what God has said and being able to put God's word above what the enemy says. Amen. Does that make sense to you? Amen. It's different because in, in the world, they'll, they'll tell you we're going to have to talk about the problems of the past. We're going to have to bring up everything that ever happened to you that was negative and try to, to work, look at it, focus on it. You know what I'm saying? If you went to a counselor or something like that, I'm not saying they're wrong. I'm just saying this is different. This is a different approach. This is saying, wait a minute, Christ has already set me free from all of this. And, and the Bible tells me that if I've been born again, if I've received Jesus into my life and made him my Lord, that the old things that had happened to me, they're passed away. They're gone. They're actually forgotten by God. God doesn't even remember the sins and the problems of my past. And I don't even have to think about them anymore. Because I've been made new. I'm a new creation in Christ. Behold, all things are passed away. All things have become new. And from, from today forward, everything's just new with him. And so it's a different mentality. It's a different mindset. It's a different way of approaching the problems. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Amen. And there, there's, there's a time for that for people, but honestly, it's for people who don't know the higher way of doing things, which is the Word of God. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not dissing that. You understand? I'm not saying that that's wrong because there are people out there that don't know this. But as Christians, we can have a calm and well-balanced mind. Um, we, we travel with and, and follow uh, Pastor Nancy Dufresne 
uh, who lives in California, ministers out there, and she says this, and I love it when she ministers on this subject. She says, my mind is my mind. And sometimes you need to remind yourself of that. That's right. Can we say that? My mind is my mind. Try it again. My mind is my mind. Yes. What do we mean by that? That the enemy tries to take over your mind. The enemy tries to tell you what to think, tries to tell you who to think about, tries to tell you what other people are thinking about you or saying about you. Come on now. How many times have you had a conversation with someone and you walk away and say, they think this about me? Why would you say that? Why, why would you decide what somebody else is thinking about you? Right. Well, someone must have tried to tell you what they're thinking. Mm. Right? Absolutely. My mind is my mind. That means... The enemy doesn't have the right to tell me what to think. But we have to learn to recognize that. Because if we don't, we'll just grab hold of those thoughts and think, that's me. That's right. That's right. My, my husband, when, when he talks sometimes about the mind, he talks about when he grew up, of course he wasn't born again, and he said the enemy had him so convinced that, that he was, um, that no one liked him, that he was, uh, you know, not good looking, things like that, that he wouldn't even talk to a girl. <laughs> Why? Because the enemy had so, what, what, you know, the enemy tells you something, you're ugly. And you think that's you thinking that. And some, some of you have heard uh, my, my famous uh, stories about how when I was uh, younger, before I was born again, I always thought I was overweight. And I was a little bit heavier than I am now, but why did I think that? Because the enemy was constantly pressing that into my head. You're fat, you're ugly, you don't, you know, no one's going to, you know, you're, you're not like that girl. You're not like the skinny girls. You're not this. You're not that. And because I didn't know any better, I just took that. Number one, what does it matter if you don't look like somebody else? Amen. Right? Right. But the, when you start to take those things that the enemy is poking into your mind and you start to say, uh, you start to repeat what the enemy has said, um, you start to think that that's you thinking that, yes. right? And you start to take it to yourself. Yeah. And then when people talk to you, everything they say to you filters through what you think about yourself. Um, when my husband and I were, we hadn't been even married a year, I don't think. And because I had constantly thought I had a bad self-image about my weight. We were traveling at that time when we were married. We were traveling with a group and a, a, a singing group. We traveled throughout the whole country. And we had a couple days off. 
but we had traveled through California in the month of April, and this was back in the early 90s, and the biggest thing that had just come out, and of course California grabs any new food wave or craze, the biggest thing that had come up in California at that point in the early 90s was this thing called frozen yogurt. Whew. It was so exciting. And you'd go to these places, and it was supposed to be like fat-free, low-fat, and, and you know, it was supposed to, it looked like soft-serve custard ice cream, but it wasn't. It was fat-free, nasty chemicals, is what it was. It tasted terrible. I mean, it tasted terrible. Terrible. But then you'd go through, and I mean, they still have frozen yogurt places. I hope it tastes better now. But now you can go through and you put your gummy bears and your chocolate chips and your sauce, and you know, you, you fill it with so much sugar that it couldn't possibly be good for you no matter what. But now at least it has a little taste, right? And so frozen yogurt was the big thing. And we were all like, oh, frozen yogurt, it's fat free. This is awesome. So we have a couple days off. We're actually um, in Pennsylvania. We're on the East Coast now. We have a couple days off. We're with his mom and dad. And they take us out for ice cream. Remember, my mind has, has taken the enemy's thoughts about my weight, right? So I'm, I have this filter on my mind. And my husband, as we walk into this ice cream store, going for ice cream, this is so exciting. Uh, you know, my, my in-laws had said, you know, they have great strawberry ice cream. It's, gonna, it's really good. I'm like, oh, cool. I love strawberry. That's great. So we get in there. And my husband looks at me. Remember, we're newly married, maybe a year. And he says to me, they have frozen yogurt, honey. What my husband was trying to say was that thing that you loved while we were in California, that, that substance, frozen yogurt, they have it here, right? Completely innocent. But because I'm thinking through a filter, I'm receiving that through the filter of you're overweight. What did I hear when he said they have frozen yogurt? Come on. What did I hear? I heard you're fat, honey. You better get the fat-free stuff. Don't take the ice cream. Don't do it. Why did I hear that? Was that what he meant? I know some of you heard this story. I love this story because it's so where we're at, right? It's so true. I had taken the enemy's thoughts for so long, I was convinced that everyone else thought that way about me too. Not only that, when somebody who loved me, who actually married me and entered into a covenant to live together forever on earth, right? Till death do us part. Someone who loves me unconditionally and just wanted my, had my best interest at heart. But because I had allowed the enemy to change my thinking, what he said came through that shield, that barrier, and was translated into your fat. Take the fat free. 
And let's just say that night there was a lot of tears on my part. You think I'm fat? And he's like, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? Praise the Lord. But you know what happened that night? I realized the enemy was caught. I realized, wait a second. I've been thinking this way about myself for so long, and why? Christ has set me free. I'm a new creature in Christ. Why am I thinking through this filter of self-condemnation and, and doubt? What, why? And all of a sudden, the blinders came off. And I realized, I've been set free. I don't have to think that way anymore. And you know, from the time I felt bad about myself to, the, to that night, I had tried to lose weight and couldn't. But from that moment on, it was the easiest thing to get to the weight I wanted to be. Why? Because I was no longer taking the enemy's thoughts of you're this, you're that, you're so... La, 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 la. And I was able to look at what the Word said about me in Christ, who says, I can be disciplined and have self-control because Jesus provided it for me. And I don't have to take the enemy's thoughts and what does it matter what weight I am? It doesn't matter to anybody else anyway. It's just between me and him. And I was that night set free from what the enemy had worked for years to try and bind my thinking in a certain area. In one moment, I was set free. What was that moment? When I saw, when the blinders were taken off and I saw what was happening to me, the enemy was trying to bind me with these thoughts. But then from that moment on, it's my job now to walk in the freedom wherewith Christ has set me free. It's my job to stand firm in that. And when the enemy tries to say, they think this about you. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not taking that bait. I'm not even thinking that thought. I'm not even going there. Why? Because it doesn't matter. Even if they did think it, it doesn't matter. Right? What matters is what Christ says about me. What matters is what the Word says about me. That's right. Amen. That's what matters. Amen. So our first step in walking in this freedom is starting to realize that there's freedom to walk in. That's right. Yeah. Amen. It's starting to realize that, wait a minute, I've been set free. I can have a well-balanced mind. I don't have to take thoughts of depression and loneliness and fear and, and condemnation. I don't have to take those. Those are not my thoughts. Those are the enemy's thoughts. And I am... Uh, authorized to kick those out. Yes. 
I'm authorized to walk free. That's right. Because Christ has Amen. made me free. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Um, my dog, I have a boxer. Some of you guys know him, Bugsy. He's fun most of the time. Bugsy's main entertainment throughout the day is asking him to go out and then asking him to come back in. And then wanting to go back out and wanting to come back in. It's the entertainment of the day. It is what my dog does. That is his occupation. Um, and so in the morning, I get up. The first thing I do is let Bugsy out. And I let him back in. He eats his breakfast, and then he wants to go out and come back in. This is all day. Anytime I'm home, this is what we do. Bugsy is so used to coming to me to ask to go out that the other day, like, uh, I love this time of year. I don't mind it getting warm. I just love that it's cool in the mornings. So when I wake up and come downstairs, I open up all my doors, outdoors. Uh, I have some, you know, a door in my kitchen to go to the deck. I open those up to get some cool, fresh air in. I love that. And if there's a little bit of a, I want a cross breeze, I'll open my front door as well so that the breeze can blow through. And so in the morning, I had, I had my kitchen door open. I had the front door open. And Bugsy, my smart dog, went out with me when I opened the door came back in because the door was open. And the next time he decided he wanted to go out, he didn't go to the door that was open. What did he do? He came to me to ask to go out. I said, the door's open, Bugsy. I pointed at the door. He looked, he looked back at me. Why? He was so, he's so trained, he's so accustomed to coming to me to ask for permission to go out, he didn't realize the door was open. I had to walk to the front door. That was already open. Look at the door. Look at the dog and go like this. And he looked at the door and he's like, oh, it's open. And I realized so many Christians do the same thing. Christ has made a door open for our freedom. There's so much we can walk in. There's so much we can have. And yet we still go back to the way we used to think about ourselves, about what the enemy said, about certain situations. And we go back and say, can we walk in freedom today? Oh, come on now. Oh, I guess not. We can't go out right now. Wow. And Jesus is like, there's freedom. Mm -hmm. Step through the door. Walk through. You can take as much freedom in Christ as you want. Yes. But, but you gotta, you got to want it. You got you to gotta go after it. You got to stand firm yes. in the freedom that Christ has provided. Amen. You've got to decide, I'm not going to think the way I used to think. I'm just, you know, when, when those depressing thoughts of, here we go again. Here we go again. We're just going to go under. We've got to decide not this time. Not this time. Not this time. time. And we don't have to go back to the old master, Satan, to ask, can I think differently today? That's right. 
uh-uh. We, we, have, we have a new way to think. We have a new way to operate. Amen. We have freedom Amen. in Christ. Amen. But it starts with us recognize. I had to recognize. It, it took my husband saying something to me and me realizing it went through a filter that I did not want, need to have in my life. Right. I had to recognize, wait a second. Why am I thinking that way? Why would I assume that someone who loves me is attacking? The only reason is because I think wrong. Because I have adopted or taken on a a thought process, a way of thinking about myself that wasn't mine to begin with. Without even realizing it. So this week... Let's, let's ask the Father to help us see uh, what do I need to change about my thinking? Where, where am I bound by the enemy without even realizing it? What does your word say about these situations? Because if your word, and decide, if I see in the word the door's wide open for me there, then I'm just going to walk through it. Yes. I'm going to take it, I'm going to walk in that freedom. I'm not going to go back. I'm going to walk and live with a well-balanced mind. My mind, it's my mind. Yes, amen. I choose what to think. I choose what to believe. I choose what comes in and what stays out. It's my mind. It's your mind. You choose to believe God or you choose to not to, as they would say. He's given us power, love, and a calm and well-balanced mind. Praise the Lord. Mm -hmm. Now, if we've let our mind go out of control, if it's been thinking the enemy's thoughts for a long time, this might be a process. That's right. But if you'll decide to go through the process... There are levels and degrees of freedom for us. Mm. Mm -hmm. Christ came to make us really, really free. free. That's what one one translation says. He whom the sun sets free is really, really free. free. Praise the Lord. Why don't we stand to our feet? Hallelujah. Well, there's so, so much. In, in, those, in those verses there that we could, we could say, but that's, that's what he wanted us to get over today. Um, our mind is our mind. My mind is my mind. I choose what to think. I choose what to say. And, and if my master, my father, has left the door wide open for me to walk in all of his freedom, I'm going to just decide I'm going to take the door. Praise the Lord. Father, thank you for the opportunity to hear from you, to hear your word, to see where we can walk in greater measures of freedom. Thank you for helping us this week individually to see and know areas that uh, you've provided freedom for us that we have not yet taken. Mm -hmm. And thank you for your power and your help to walk through those doors. We thank you for it and we love you in Jesus' name. Amen.